Hey everybody, welcome back to Straight Guy Queer Eye. I'm your host, Paul Yan, and this is episode two. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been having a lot of fun making these podcasts. It's a lot of hard work, but totally worth it if it means that I get to rewatch RuPaul's Drag Race. So correction from last week, I lied to you. I'm a liar. I said I didn't know the song My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson, but I do. I recognized it after I heard it. But if it just happened to come on, I couldn't tell you that it was by Kelly Clarkson. I I don't know. I'm very guilty of not knowing names of songs and which artist or band sings what. It's just not something that takes up space in my brain. For some people, it does. But I do know the Kelly Clarkson song, Since You've Been Gone. I love that song. It's a great song to karaoke to. I love to sing it. I don't care what you think. As always, we have an ethics statement that I want to make clear. Being straight gives me privileges that the queer community does not get. I am not an expert in queer culture. I do not know firsthand the trauma, the drama, and all the other homophobic bullshit queer people deal with on a day-to-day basis. I'm also not a therapist, a psychiatrist, or a psychologist. As host of the Straight Guy Queer Eye podcast, I'm here to listen and to learn about the queer community and hope to pass on that knowledge to like-minded people who want to make some sort of a difference in the queer community. A quick recap of episode two. The video clue portion at the top when RuPaul appears on screen is called She-Mail. In later seasons, it is eventually changed because the trans community and even some former contestants spoke out about how the title, which is a play on words, She-Mail, spelled S-H-E, M-A-L-E is a derogatory and offensive term used to describe trans women and trans people. And on RuPaul's Drag Race, it's spelled S-H-E-M-A-I-L. So they changed the name of these video clues to She done already done had herses. Yeah, I just said that. I don't say it as cool as RuPaul. Which doesn't really mean anything in terms of delivering a message. But I'm really glad that the show changes it, and here on Straight Guy Queer Eye, in support of the transgender community, we will transition to the new name now. Rue appears on She Done Already Done Had Herses, and in her clue for the upcoming main challenge, she mentions Diana Ross, The Supremes, and The Spice Girls. Reminder, there are only eight queens remaining, Nina Flowers, Bibi Zahara, Angina, Chanel, Jade, Rebecca Glasscock, Akasha, and Tammy Brown. Week two's mini challenge is all about emotion. Rue comes in, out of drag, and says, Drag is about a lot of things. The perfect outfit, the perfect makeup, the perfect wig. But at the end of the day, it's what's going on inside that really counts. When people look at you, if they can connect with what's going on behind the eyes, they won't care what's going on between the thighs. That's the pun of the week for me, even though it's not actually a pun, because sadly, there was no pun this week. So the queens are asked for the mini challenge to take a selfie using a digital camera reacting to three scenarios. A digital camera, you guys, not an iPhone, so no easy selfies here. The iPhone at the time was the iPhone 3G. It didn't even have a front-facing camera to do selfies with. It didn't have video recording capabilities. This is the old point-and-shoot digital camera that they're using. So anyways, the first scenario that Rue calls out is, you just found out that your $10,000 Louis Vuitton bag is fake. 
So of course, all the queens are aghast. Their, their Louis Vuitton bag is fake. And so they do a selfie of themselves reacting to that. And then the second scenario, Rue calls out, Cher just announced that she's retiring for good. And Cher is the queen of all queens for some queens. That's a lot of queens. So of course, all the queens react and they're sad or they're, they're shocked. But for Akasha, she's smiling and she's happy that Cher just announced that she's retiring for good. And that gets a good laugh from RuPaul. And then in the third scenario, Ru says, someone cut the cheese. And of course, all the queens react to someone cutting the cheese. Now, for my listeners who are not versed in flatulent slang, cutting the cheese means to fart. And the mini challenge winners are Angina and Akasha, who now get to pick teams for the maxi challenge. And the maxi challenge is they will perform a lip sync as two rival girl groups. And each team leader assigns each member to take charge of choreography, hair, makeup, and costumes. Team Angina is, of course, Angina. She assigns choreography for herself. Chanel, who she assigns makeup. Nina Flowers does hair. And Rebecca Glasscock, costumes. Team Akasha is, of course, Akasha. She assigns makeup for herself. Jade is on choreo. BB is on hair. And Tammy Brown is on costumes. The songs that the groups will lip sync to are Say My Name and Independent Woman by Destiny's Child. Say My Name is yet another song that I really like, but embarrassingly, I didn't know that it was performed by Destiny's Child, not until I put it up on YouTube. And Independent Woman, I recognize, but never in a million years would I have guessed that it was performed by Destiny's Child. I told you, I just don't have the brain space for it. So because Akasha took the envelope to reveal what the two songs were, she immediately chose Independent Woman for her group and gave Say My Name to Team Angina. Team Angina's girl group name is Serving Fish. Drag Dictionary. Fishy or fish. When a drag queen calls another drag queen fishy, what they're saying is that that drag queen looks like a real woman. And because real women have vaginas... And vaginas, according to this term, smell like fish. Therefore, a drag queen who looks like a real woman is fishy. I didn't come up with this term. This is a term that's used in the community, in the podcast Race Chaser. Even Alaska and Willem say that it comes off very, I think the word they used was sexist. But that's the term that's used. So Team Angina calls themselves Serving Fish. Angina proves to be a good leader. She establishes right at the top that there will be no sabotage. The team gets along for the most part with Chanel trying to add her opinion into other people's responsibilities. But Nina straight up tells her no. And I actually really appreciate that because in a lot of our lives, we kind of tend to go along or we're afraid to speak up or we're afraid to just say no. But Nina just shuts down Chanel, not in a mean way, but she just says No, I'm going to do the hair the way I want to do it. You do the makeup the way you want to do it. And that'll be that. Respect. Team Akasha call themselves 3D, Diva, Dance, and Drag. The only problem with that is that there are four queens. So that kind of tells you right off the bat the kind of issues that they're going to have. Akasha proves not to be a very good leader. 
She does the bare minimum on her makeup assignment while not letting Tammy Brown's costume ideas come to fruition. And Tammy says that she feels like it's high school all over again, which we will get to after the recap. Spoiler, if you haven't watched the episode and don't want to know who wins and who goes home, this is where you should go and watch the episode. The judges for the week, of course, are Merle Ginsburg and Santino Rice, who are the regular judges. Then the guest judge is Frank Gatson. He's an American director and choreographer. He's worked with In Vogue, Brandy, Rihanna, Jennifer Lopez, Beyonce, and of course, Destiny's Child. Extra special guest star judge is singer, songwriter, and one of Destiny's children, Michelle Williams. Not to be mistaken with the actress, Michelle Williams. Needless to say, Team Angina goes on to take the win, with Angina winning the top spot for the week and gaining immunity from elimination for the following week. For Team Angina, Nina Flowers, who won the previous week, was the weak link in the team, but she was safe nonetheless. Chanel, uh, whose makeup that she did for everybody was beautiful and was complimented on. Rebecca Glasscock, who looked gorgeous, by the way, she got props for her beautiful costumes, but she got red for lacking body control. But they were all safe. Team Akasha was a freaking mess. Jade was the best dancer from Team Akasha, and she was safe. BB came out of her shadow this week and was the best overall performer in Team Akasha, or 3D. Tammy Brown was red for not connecting with the material and not being present. And she said as much that she just wasn't into this type of music and this type of performance. Akasha was read the hardest and she was not having it. She rejected everything they said, every critique the judges were giving her. And she seemed to be living in an alternate universe. Michelle Williams described what she saw in her performance as a messy man. And Santino told her that she was a bad apple and that she radiates bad energy. She was rolling her eyes and like giving them scoffs. And it was kind of really uncomfortable to watch. And so the two bottoms were Tammy Brown and Akasha. And if you've been keeping count, that's two times at the bottom for Akasha. They had to lip sync to We Break the Dawn by Michelle Williams, a song I definitely didn't know. And unfortunately, because Tammy Brown was pretty much over the whole thing, she didn't bother to learn the song, and she just stood on stage and did her own quirky dance that didn't match the song at all, and purposely sabotaged herself. While Akasha brought that shit, she really took the critiques to heart and lip-sang like she had something to prove. At the end, she had Michelle Williams and Santino crying, maybe because this is what they wanted to see from Akasha. Instead of the bad attitude, they wanted to see her show out, and she did it. So Shantae Akasha stays, and Tammy Brown sashayed away. So if you haven't noticed, the layout is a little bit different this week for a straight guy queer eye. I'm trying out something a little different to shorten up the episodes just a little bit, just do quick recaps of the episode, and that way we can get into the more important things, the things that stand out in the episodes. Here are the things that stood out to me in episode two of RuPaul's Drag Race. I just realized, but in case anybody who's listening doesn't know, drag queens often wear really revealing outfits. So in order to hide the fact that they have a penis, they tuck their penis in between their legs and use duct tape to make sure it stays. And I'm guessing it's also used to smooth out the look. 
Uh, I mentioned this because in the episode, Angina reveals that she doesn't really usually tuck because it hurts. And she's also worried about having a mantle toe. That was a term I completely, it just passed through me before. I didn't even realize she said that. But a mantle toe is the male version of a camel toe. While watching episode two, it's easy to say, okay, Akasha's the villain or the bitch of the season. I didn't call her that. That's what she claims for herself. But we got to remember that this is a reality show. There's editing and narratives that are created in order to create drama for people to enjoy and to watch. But what we got to remember is that they're doing all of this stuff in a week. So there's a lot of pressure. They're learning the song. They're creating and learning the choreo. They're making the outfits. They got to do the hair. They're learning the lip sync song in case they're at the bottom. And for this week's episode, they're performing this in front of one of the members of Destiny's Child, who is also going to be judging them. So there's a lot of pressure. So it's all in jest. It's all in fun. When, when If on the show, if we ever portray someone as a villain, that's not judging who they are as a human being, hopefully. So please, please keep that in mind. When Tammy Brown mentions that it's high school all over again, that's something that stood out to me in this episode. It made me really think about my high school experience. And I'm glad that I never bullied anybody. And I don't remember seeing anybody overtly bullying anybody else. But it's not always like what we see in the movies and on TV, like Biff picking on George McFly in Back to the Future or Nelson picking on Martin Prince in The Simpsons. Sometimes it's done subvertly. I don't even know if that's a word, subvertly. But what I mean is that when I was in high school, I grew up in a typical masculine, male-dominant world. So growing up, you'd hear the word, that the derogatory F word used to describe gay people. And sadly, I used that word to make fun of my friends or to put somebody down, not because they were gay, but because they were, whether it was because they were scared of doing something or didn't want to do something, it was just stupid. And I remember when I was 18 years old, my friend John, who again came up with the title for the show, he came out and I was super cool with it. I didn't really care. I just loved him for him. And so it didn't change me or our relationship. I think it made it better. But I remember I was out somewhere and my girlfriend at the time, who's still my friend to this day, I said that F word. And she gently said, hey, you might want to be careful about using that word because remember, John came out. And I immediately stopped using it. And I remember that it wasn't a big deal. And the point is that I wish I would have done that in high school. I wish so many more of us would have spoken up when people made fun of other people, whether it was for being gay or nerdy or whatever the case may be. There's so many things that high school kids and high school people go through. And in hindsight, I I really wish I would have not used that term when I was younger. And being younger isn't an excuse. It's, It's just, it's what I did. And And now I try to, when people use those words, I call them out on it or I tell them, hey, you shouldn't be using that word. So it made me really sad when when Tammy Brown mentioned that she felt like she was in high school again, because those are tough times for a lot of people. 
You know, we're just trying to find out who we are as people and we're trying to fit in. And there are, I remember there were a lot of brave people back then, people who were considered different and they didn't care. And I hope that those people grew up to be amazing people and weren't affected by the shitty people who didn't stand up for them back in high school. And I think that if we did do that, there'd be less mass shootings. There'd be less depression in our teens nowadays. And again, I'm not a I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist or anything like that, but from the perspective of someone who has changed quite a lot, I just want there to be more love in the world. It's a tough world to live in, and if we can all just show a little more kindness, it'd go a long way. Right before the lip sync battle, RuPaul said something to Akasha and to Tammy Brown and to the other contestants and the world in general. She said, anyone who can step out of the house with a pair of high heels and lipstick on their lips is my hero. I can really attest to that. So you all know that I'm an actor. I remember I had this audition. I'm not going to say what the name of the show was, but it was for the role of a drag queen. And I am not a drag queen. But they wanted you to come to the audition with makeup on and, if you could, in full costume, which is not typical in an audition. I didn't have any dresses or anything like that, but my cousin did makeup for me because I really support the LGBTQ community. I'm so comfortable with them. I didn't care. So I thought, yeah, I can put makeup on. It's not a big deal to me. So she put makeup on, and when I left the apartment, The closer I got to the front exit, the more self-conscious I became. And when I got outside, all of a sudden, I became hyper aware of everything. If there was a student walking by or if there was kids walking by or somebody 30 feet away, I sensed them. And I immediately started walking really fast to my car to drive to the audition. And when I got to the lot, As I'm pulling up, I see someone walking outside with a wedding dress on, and it was clearly a guy in drag, and I just thought, whoa, that's crazy. That that dude came in a full dress. And so then I parked, and I, I go, and I sign in, and I see that guy sitting there in a dress, completely comfortable with himself, and I felt really ashamed that as someone who says they're an ally, that I felt self-conscious like that. And, and what that shows me or what that tells me is that RuPaul is right. If you're a drag queen and you're putting on heels and lipstick on, you're a hero. It takes a lot to do that. And I know that from just putting on makeup. And I don't know if RuPaul meant just drag queens. I don't, I don't think he did. Drag queens for sure are are heroes, but women too. To put on makeup and dress a certain way and be a certain way to meet and deal with these impossible standards of beauty, it takes a lot. And it also takes a lot for women to not put on makeup and to try to reach these impossible standards of beauty. So I just wanted to give a shout to that quote because it really stood out to me when he said it and all sorts of things went through my head and I had this flashback to when I had that audition and 
So when I see people who typically shouldn't, quote unquote, shouldn't be wearing things such as nail polish or lipstick or eyeliner or whatever it is, all the way up to drag queens, I have nothing but respect for them because the amount of criticism that they probably have to deal with for something as simple as having nail polish on and something as complicated as doing drag, they have the balls to do it and and they get nothing but love and respect from me. I want to end this episode with a quote I read from Charlize Theron this week. She said, There are so many things hurting and really killing our kids and we all know what I'm talking about right now. And it ain't no drag queen. Because if you've ever seen a drag queen lip sync for her life, it only makes you happier. It only makes you love more. It makes you a better person. Thank you so much for spending time with me this week. Tune in next week to see what else we can learn from these incredible people, to see the queens walk the runway with their own outfits for the first time, and to see if Akasha can stay out of the bottom. Follow Straight Guy Queer Eye on Instagram and Twitter at SGQE Podcast. Send comments, suggestions, and feedback to sgqepodcast at gmail.com. And remember, be human, be kind. <laughs> <laughs>